Well, Dennis, she said yes, and I'm engaged. She said yes. I love the idea. So, to the patrons, did we talk? To, I think we talked to the patrons about the fact that you were going to propose, didn't we? Yes, we did. In 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 very hushed tones, because I was staying yes. with Megan's parents, and she's been in the same... Well, even if we, we weren't... I was going to say, we've been staying with Megan's parents, and she's been in the same house as me. We, we live together. It didn't yeah. matter where we recorded. She'd probably be. Change. She'd she'd be within spitting distance. Yeah, but if you're a patron, patron, I can't have listened to this. Um, and you got that episode, and you listened to it. Mm. Riley's been traveling a lot, and we've been very very. With this episode is late, obviously. Mm. Um, well, no, no, no. Sorry, not obviously. If you listen to this months down the track, you would have no idea because I backdate them to make sure they come. They, it seems like they came out on time. Right, very good. Well, this episode's due to come out. It's, about, it's going to come out on the fifth of August, and our last one was the twenty first of July. <laughs> Oops. So <laughs> sorry about that. You here's the thing, Riley. Mm. You as a patron mm. would have heard us say Riley's going to propose. I hope it's going to oh, go great. I didn't think and about then that. nothing <laughs> and then for two weeks. <laughs> Yeah, our light, frothy podcast that generally comes Ooh. out with us, you know, talking about the fun things that we do and the cool stuff that happens, and that didn't come out there for was two no, weeks after there was no I said Patreon I was proposing. Post. Yeah. Hey, hey, guys, we're just working through some stuff. Yeah, um, yeah. So, so I went over to Glasgow. You did. Um, to meet you and a couple of your other friends and Megan's family uh-huh. while you proposed. An idea that I we, we workshopped a little bit together, actually, but it was um, much more... I, a lot of it was hidden information for me. And there was a chance that you proposed to Megan. Yeah. And now it doesn't really make a lot of sense for this to happen because you talked about it. You talked about the kind of ring oh, she you helped. Want. She helped pick out the ring. So if she said yeah, no, it would have so been the biggest duke in this. In, yeah, it would have been, been, yeah. wi- been a pretty wild heel term. But anybody I told that I was going over for this mm. was like, so what happens if she says no? And I was like, well, I guess what happens is Riley's out in the gardens with Megan. He proposes. And then I have an awkward couple of points with Megan's family <laughs> while you two go off and have some conversations. <laughs> like, <laughs> as some very in- yeah, it, was gonna, it was either going to be a, a very fun weekend or a very interesting weekend anyway yes. so here was the plan right and this is the plan again i worked with dennis dennis actually pro- provided me with the uh the idea the Tim Getty's blueprint <laughs> that I, I, I wasn't gonna be able to tell you the, the name of the bloke but yeah we were talking about it and then dennis sent me a, a video of some guy who proposed to his his i presume now wife um on an on alcatraz island right and yes. then i didn't do that but then after went to a big party with friends and family like a surprise party and i was like that's actually really why don't more people do that that's really nice right mm. so this is one of the reasons that i proposed over here in scotland and not like in australia or where initially i was going to in germany at neuschwanstein's castle or in italy when we go there next week or whatever um so we i arranged for a photographer to be sitting on a bench where squirrels and pigeons often hang out and people come and feed them, right? Mm-hmm. And then a little bag of peanuts in my in my pocket and took Megan along there. Oh, I would told her that we were going to meet our friends Ross and Catherine for lunch, right? But then, oh, we just happened to get there really early and oh, whoops, we'll just, let's just go and feed the squirrels. Um, photographer's going to be there at noon, turn up, ready to go, rings in the pocket, in, on the inside pocket. Oh, Dennis, it's really hard to hide a ring box. It's so they're, bulk, they're bulky, dude. They're, they're bulky. So, I got a, I got the smallest one I could find, and it was still sticking still, out. Like I had to hide it with a. I, it was hidden by the well, bag of peanuts. You, you wore your hideous reversible H and M jacket. Excuse right? me. What's hideous about it? It's listen. You, you when you and Raph bought them originally for coverage, it was as a joke, as I recall. It's I. I really like that jacket. I, I can't believe this is coming out now after all these years. You think that jacket's hideous? I like it too. I like it too. But so we, me and my friends. Um, we have a tradition that is similar to this, right? Where we will wear what we would call shit shirts. <laughs> okay. 
And that is right. usually a Hawaiian shirt or a floral shirt. Yeah, a, lo- I mean? a loud shirt, yeah. Yeah, so, but they're not actually ugly, necessarily. But, like, if we're going somewhere, we'll do that test. We're like, are we we're, we're in shit shirts? What's the deal? I would describe your jacket as a shit jacket. It sounds like you are you should be entering into the reverse Olympics because at the, at the speed that you are backpedaling, you're going to take gold in the, in the cycling events, mate. Well, I appreciate it very much. Um, but no, you had your reversal jacket. So yes, you had a, a, a pocket on the outside. What, what what had peanuts in it? A pocket on the inside. What had a ring in it? I can't believe you think it's hideous. Anyway, yes, I did. I, I and I nearly didn't get like the it. ring. I nearly didn't get the ring into the in, in, uh, like across the line. Can I tell you what happened? So what happened? we rock up at Brisbane Airport, right? Now, anyone who plays Magic the Gathering will know that getting through security with magic decks nightmare, absolute nightmare. And I had the ring hidden in a deck box, right? I was like, perfect place, she'll never look. And we go through security. Sure enough, my bag gets pinged and taken aside. And so I, and so what I, I had to do something that it, to Megan seemed really obnoxious. I picked up all of her stuff off the, off the thing where it comes out, like under, under the guise of being helpful, and took it over to like the far tables where you like repack yep. all your stuff. And she's like, what are you doing? I'm like, it's fine, I'll just get my bag. She's like, it's, what are you doing? And she thought it was really weird. Then I rushed back over to the guy who's about to look through my bag. I'm like, there's an engagement ring in there. Please don't take anything out or just take me through to the like, you know, finger up the bottom room, please, to, you know, so we can discuss this. Um, He looks at the screen. It's like, is it in a little box at the bottom mm. of the bag? I'm like, yes. He's like, all right, that's fine. Don't worry about it. That's fine. Take it. I was like, oh, got there. No worries. But then, right, this guy, and I appreciate him sort of letting me off the hook a little bit without the full on yeah, cavity search. Yeah, a little, little, little bit of leniency. Yeah, that's good. I, like I appreciated that. that. But I, what I certainly didn't appreciate is Megan coming up behind me and him saying, congratulations. Ooh! On what? Passing the security? <laughs> that's what I had to play it off as. I was like, oh, yeah, congratulations. I just got through security. It's okay. And then she's like, oh, what was that about? I'm like, oh, it's just the cards. Of course, it was the magic cards because I had, I had actual an actual, like, deck in my, in my um, bag as well. Anyway, smuggle the ring in. No worries. Um, but we turn up at this bench, right, with a bag of peanuts and at noon and the photographer is not there. Love it. And I'm having to have a frantic text message conversation with her, trying to tell her where the lo- I sent her directions beforehand, but they apparently weren't good enough to get her to the actual spot. I'm having a text message conversation with this photographer on my phone while also Megan definitely suspects something by now because when we got up in the morning, her sister and mum were very insistent. Yeah, you told me about this. Yeah. They were very <laughs> insistent she wear something nice. And she's like, and you're like, she's like, I'm going to see, I'm going to meet Ross and Catherine for lunch. I don't even like those yeah, guys. They, <laughs> she definitely didn't say that. She was just like, we're just I going know, to lunch. Joking. We're just going for lunch. And she, and uh, her sister's like, no, no, but wear a nice dress. Wear heels. And she's like, oh. so she suspected something. But the other thing was, we're sitting there and she's like, well, are we going to feed the squirrels? So I had to get the peanuts out and start feeding the squirrels, right? Because what are we just going to do? Sit there for, anyway, we sit there for about 20 minutes. The photographer is quite late. And by the time she arrives, all the squirrels have gone because we've gone through the peanuts, right? So that wasn't mm. it wasn't ideal and I was very, very stressed. People asking, Oh, are you anxious, were you nervous? No, because I knew she was gonna say yes. But I was very, very anxious and nervous about like things going right. And that So didn't. we were all sitting in the pub at this point, yeah. by the way. <laughs> this is a great radio, from your, radio from your, silence. From your standpoint, because I told everyone to get there at one o'clock because I expected to be there at like quarter past, right? Mm-hmm. Um and I just I, I messaged I, I think I messaged you being like, Photographer is late and nothing else. Let me find 
when that time sound blocks. I have the chat here. Oh, Dennis, the group chat that I created with all of our friends. Oh, so this I get- great. You should talk about this. So. <laughs> so I created a group chat. This has been in the, in the works for weeks. I had to, obviously, mm. I had people flying in from, you know, different different countries. Like Dennis is coming over from Ireland. People coming over from London, all over the place. So I had to create a little group chat for our friends. Um, but obviously, if Megan saw her friends messaging me in, you know, oh, new message from Hillary in group, she'd be like, mm-hmm. why are you messaging, messaging Hillary? So I created a group with all of us in it called Queensland MTG Buy, Sell and Trade. That's correct. <laughs> Changed the picture of it to like some, a picture of some magic cards and then gave mm-hmm. everyone in the group nicknames. <laughs> and yours is my favorite because you were Alex Bertoncini, which was a I reference was that, that no one else understood. Well, you made a joke then because you were like, um, oh, everyone should have notable magic people as the names. I was like, well, then you should give yourself a different nickname, Riley. Very no, big, which I was very not, proud of. Not very necessary because, you know, that's not, that's not... But yeah, I found the message here. Mm. So you said you were going to go there at noon to propose mm. and then could have a, take, you know, spend 20 or 30 minutes taking photos, walk over to the pub, meet us at 1.15 and you wanted us to be there at 1, right? Yeah. Nothing, 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 nothing. 12.47, she said yes. Oh, it didn't even tell you the photographer was late? It does not appear so. Oh, geez. I, oh, whoops. Sorry about that. Yeah. 12.57. Uh, 12 sorry. Yeah. I had so other we're things. already there. I had other things on my mind. <laughs> I know. I get it. Um, My, honestly, I think you did a wonderful job. Thank you very much. And Megan seemed... A good amount of surprise. She was definitely surprised by the the surprise party portion. Oh, we'll come to that. Yeah, and she was definitely she was surprised by the photographer. She she like she was telling me later as we were walking through the park. She's like, I reckon he's going to do it here because you know I'd put on a nice shirt. I was wearing yeah. like fan, like you know leather shoes and I'd, I'd scrubbed up. So I think she thought it was going to happen, but she I didn't wanna... expect a photographer. And in mm. fact, had told me not to bother hiring one because she's like, oh, you know, it's it's an unnecessary expense. But I know that Megan, you know, she she wanted a little bit of a fuss made. She likes she likes. I've taken nice I've taken stuff, a fo- so. photos of Megan eating ice cream to understand. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So we got some lovely photos in the gardens. We got some really really nice photos. I'm very happy with that. Even though even though she's a bit late, the photographer did a fantastic job. Um, oh, I haven't seen these. You should share them. I'll, I'll I'll send I'll send you a couple of them. Yeah, yeah, they're really good. But um, I want to insert this here before we go any further. In that um, Nikki, I love you. I love you very much. Um, you're my darling wife and I, I hope to spend the rest of my life with you. Boy, did I bungle our proposal. And I think it was difficult for Nikki to watch me help you have a successful proposal. Um, oh, boy. boy, did I drop the ball on my Oh, wife. boy. Oh, boy. Well, listen, I'll make sure not to outshine you at the wedding. All right. I don't think I'm going to be the wedding. Oh, no. I'm, well, I'm, I, I mean, I have a hand there. I can just sabotage your wedding. That's easy. Oh, that's, that's true. Easy. You can make sure that your wedding was better than mine. Yeah. That's. Oh, it, it can be. I, I, I can promise you it can, it can be less memorable, though. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you did kind of stuff up your proposal, didn't you? Absolutely stuffed it up. Absolutely stuffed it up. It's a real pain point. It's a great point of shame for me. Yeah. Wedding was amazing. Marriage is excellent. Proposal, which is i.e. the only portion of it that has is entirely within my course. Mm. Bungle. Well, bungle, impo- bungle, bungle. impossible to tell uh, whose fault that is, Dennis. Impossible to tell mm. who the weak link in your relationship is based on that data. It's one of those things where... I'm not sure if you've ever had to deal with this, where it's like... It's not the the effort I put. I didn't put an effort. I put in a lot of effort. It was mm. just all so fruitless. 
And that doesn't really count for very much, you know what I mean? I, I, I think you're leaving out some details here. I don't know. I'm not. I'm going to leave it to you to talk about exactly how how in detail into the proposal you want to get. Oh, I, oh no. I just. I, I think we talked about this before. I just planned a bunch of proposals. Mm. They all kept getting cancelled because of COVID. And That's what I was going to say. It wasn't. It wasn't really. Shifting. It wasn't really your fault. A lot of it. A lot of but it was I, like, I, I, oh, I, mean, I want to go to this nice place and propose to you, and but then covid came along and you couldn't go anywhere so i was like oh i guess lounge room yeah and then but that yeah it was and then we look we had i proposed she said yes we're very happily married our wedding was phenomenal i love being married nikki and nikki i'm sorry you didn't get a better proposal and that is entirely my fault and i apologize (sighs) oh well yours is great though it went it went pretty well it went pretty well and um my favorite part of it was i I had this great line cooked up which i oh it was so good right so we do the, the proposal is all fine. We get the photos taken. Say goodbye. Start walking towards where I'd told Megan we were going to be meeting Ross and Catherine. And mm-hmm. as far as she knew, we were actually doing that, right? Yes. And then she's like, wait, hang on. With the, are we still going to go and meet Ross and Catherine? I'm like, yes, we are going to go and meet Ross and Catherine, right? Because she's like, that's a bit weird now. Yeah. Because Well, because Ross and Catherine were at this place that we were going to go and meet. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'd, I'd booked with the help of Megan's family. I'd booked uh, like a little function room type, type thing in a pub. Um, Megan's mum and sister had organised like balloons and streamers and cakes and all sorts of other stuff. Cakes. It was one cake, but it was still a very lovely cake. Um, they'd, they'd really turned, they'd sort of taken it up to the next level. But I'd arranged for everyone to be there, right? But Megan didn't know this. And she was thinking that we were just going to go meet Ross and Catherine. And I can imagine at that point she's like, well, this is going to be an interesting lunch. Just yeah. like, oh, so what have you guys been up to? Oh, Scott, Scott engaged. Like, I think mm. at that point she's thinking, well, this is going to be a bit of like a, an anticlimax, really. And then when she turned to me and asked, and I was like, oh, no, we are going to go meet Ross and Catherine. She's like, all right, okay, well, I guess, guess we'll just roll with the punches, <laughs> right? Just going yeah. and having, having lunch with friends like, like it's another normal day. All right, cool. And then we turn up and we're going up the stairs. And I say, you know how I said we were going to meet Ross and Catherine, right? And she looks at me and I'm like, we are meeting Ross and Catherine, just probably not the Ross and Catherine you expect because Megan's mum and dad are named so Ross and Catherine and they were there. And I was very pleased with myself when we walked in with for that little line. Oh, that was very they good. In, they introduced themselves to me and Nikki as other Ross and Catherine. Oh, the other Ross, <laughs> are they now other Ross and Catherine? Yeah, well, I mean, I think they thought that we knew Ross and Catherine, but we didn't. Hmm. Um but yeah, it was it, it was great. Like we we got there all anxiously awaiting um, for you guys to come up the stairs. Had big surprise party vibes. I remember planning a surprise party for Nikki once for her birthday here. Mm-hmm. We had all, had all our friends, and then everyone you know flinging themselves to the floor and behind doors and stuff. Yes. And it, it was definitely that vibe. Yeah. Well, it was it was one of when we rocked up because Megan had no idea. She's in tears. Her grandma was there. Uncles and aunts and cousins were there, and uh, you know, you flew in. Steph came up. My mm. my best mate from when I was a kid came up, and uh, some other local friends that we had when we were in Glasgow. Um, now, unfortunately, my friend Adrian couldn't make. Yeah, it. I didn't get to see. I didn't get to meet Adrian. Adrian Cleanfoot. I was excited. Yeah, you didn't get to see Adrian of the clean but odd smelling feet. Um, now this was obviously beyond his control. His wife Ada is very very pregnant, and uh, they mm-hmm. have a, a toddler as well on top of that so difficult at the best of times to make an overseas trip uh but you know when you when you when your wife is only a couple of months out and you've got a a little kid who's you know Mm -hmm. only two years old really really tough thing to do so adrian called me back in queen when i was in queensland (laughs) so he's in he's he's he lives in denmark with his wife and um he called me one evening right very only very short window as you and i know dennis that you can actually call yeah so i'm like making dinner with megan and the phone rings and it's adrian and megan's like 
okay. It's like, what? Okay, he's calling. So I, I answered. And I'm like, hey, man, what's up? And he's like, hey, ha, ha, what are you up to? And I'm like, I'm just cooking dinner with Megan. And he's like, okay, can't say anything. Anyway, so he's he's concerned about Megan being able to hear what he's talking about, right? So I make up some excuse, go down to the garage, right? So he can speak freely because, um, yeah, mm. he obviously had the un- unfortunate news that um, he wasn't going to be able to make it and, and whatever else. I do was- love that vibe. It happened to us when we, were, when we were on the phone the other week where I was, I had to turn to you and be like, is this a, is this a secure line? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, then I came up and Megan was like, oh, what was that about? I'm like, oh, I was just showing Adrian the new house, like downstairs garage, that sort of stuff. And, and, he's, and she's like, oh, you were chatting for a while. I'm like, yeah, he's just talking about some issues that he was having at work and stuff and mm-hmm. like this. But yeah, unfortunately, he couldn't make it. But this led to something quite funny happening for you when you were at the pub or when you were at this like function room. Yes, the pub I, Ross yeah, yeah, and yeah, I. Yeah. Yes. So we get there and we don't know anybody. I can't. I mean, Megan's parents introduced themselves. Mm. Um, Ross and Catherine introduced themselves because Ross knew who I was because of the stream. Yeah. Uh, I'd never met him. Um, and then I was like, oh, I think he's he was like, do you know who else is coming? I was like, I think... Um, I didn't know Steph and Ferg's names. So I was like, I think some one of his mates from Australia is coming. And then I said, I think Adrian's coming. Yeah. And he was like, oh, bidet feet, Adrian. I was like, the very same. <laughs> the very same. <laughs> and I was like, what? Poor I was like, what? And then I scanned this room with how much, you know, it wasn't massive, but there was 15, 20 people in it, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, I mean, he could already be here, you know? We would be careful so what I we went- said. I went on your Facebook and I went through your friends to find Adrian, yeah. found a photo of him, found Adrian and married to Ida. I was like, perfect. Yes, this corroborates. And then like, like L.A. Noir style, mm. pulled up his, like lifted my phone with his profile picture on it and held it up to people's faces around the room and be like, mm, no, not that one. Yep. Mm, no. <laughs> like a, like and a passport inspector. You were trying to exactly, find. Exactly. Yeah, very yeah. papers, please. Yeah. And obviously fruitless because I didn't know that Adrian wasn't going to be able yeah. to make it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So you're holding up looking at Megan's cousin, Duncan, right? Be like, oh, no, it's not him. And uh, holding up looking at mm. Megan's uncle, Duncan, and being like, oh, no, no, that's, that's not him. Um, I, held, I, held, I held a backup to Ross. We've already spoken about this. I don't know. I just want to make sure. It yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I was trying to think of. There's no other. Dun- There's no other extant Duncans in Megan's family, but Megan's cousin, uh, her uncle, and her grandfather were all called Duncan. And are, they a, are they in a line? Is it a lineage? It is a lineage. And on the other side of things, her grandmother is called Elizabeth. Her daughter, uh, so her, Megan's aunt, is called Elizabeth. And Elizabeth didn't have any daughters, so the name stopped there. Mm. No um, Elias or anything? Elias? <laughs> That's where you went? I was trying to think of the male equivalent of Elizabeth, but... Uh, didn't get there. Anyway, um, so we arrived. Meg was in tears. The good kind, I hope. And uh, had a great time. And then, because it's not very often that I actually get my friends together, right? Because you live all over the world in Ireland and London and Copenhagen and all these different places. Yeah, Copen- well, Copenhagen is irrelevant. Yeah. But, <laughs> but, it, but it was really nice. I had a really, really, really lovely. It was a very joyful day. It really was. That's very sweet. Yeah. There was an interesting part, portion in the middle where you and Megan had to go check into your Airbnb. Oh, yeah. That's the other thing. Megan thought we were staying at Ross and Catherine's just on their couch. And then I was like, I booked us a hotel. Don't worry. It wasn't, yeah. a, it wasn't an it Airbnb. Was, it was actually... It was a B&B. It was a, it was a ground B&B. It was actually an old-fashioned yeah. B&B without the air. Um, so, but you had to go check in. Yeah. So I, we, Nikki and I were just left with Ross, Catherine, Stefan Ferg, who we don't know. Mm. For a couple hours, and we had a grand old time. I, I was very, I was anxious about that, and also very pleased. I'm not surprised. Like 
all of those people are lovely and they've got great taste in friends. So I wasn't, I wasn't, and also you, like you specifically are just a, like you're just a big, big bottle of KY jelly when it comes to social situations. Oh, it'll be fine. We'll figure it out. You, you get I, everyone I, I, nice and nice and slippery and lubricated and everyone's just rubbing against each other having a great time in a figurative could, sense, of course. Instantly though, right? You left and I was like, ah, we got some shots. I was like, yeah. I don't know. We got we to gotta get this ball rolling. Yeah. Oh, it was great. People were very, very jolly. By the time we got, we went and had dinner, we went and had some poutine. I tried to keep, I tried to keep a good balance because mm. no one was hammered by the time you got back. No, but it was, you could, de- you could definitely feel the, uh, you could definitely feel the vibe. You know, people, people are a, a few glasses deep by the end of it. And it was, it was very nice. It was actually, it was a really, really, really pleasant day. Um, and then we went back to our respective uh, hotels or homes in the cases of, you know, people like Ross and Catherine and Ross Hillary and, Catherine, and Kieran. Yeah. Um, and then the next day we all met, went up, met, went to the museum, went and had a lovely lunch at, uh, what was it called? Like, oh, the, the marketplace. It was like right? a food oh. truck market. Pl- I can't remember what it was called. The Glasgow something. It was very hipster. Very hipster. It was, re- it was really, really nice. It was lovely. And um, yeah, it was despite the rain and the grey clouds and the shitty, miserable Scottish weather, we, I, I had a, fan, no, it held, it held had a okay. fantastic weekend. It was so nice. I'm glad, dude. And then, yeah, Nicky and I ran off to Edinburgh for another couple of days. Yes, how was that? Because and I was going to come and meet you in Edinburgh the next day on the Monday, but I couldn't because exhausted. I was exhausted. <laughs> yeah. A common theme lately. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was brilliant. I, I mean, I love Edinburgh. Yeah. Um, uh, it's a lot of things that I like. It's um, places what serve fried chicken and cocktail places and whiskey tours. And so, then, you know, I'm all about it. And also you went to... Um, Dennis sent me the menu for a restaurant oh, that yeah. he went to where it was like 160 pounds a person or something like that. Um, we went to a Michelin star restaurant. Oh, yes. there, I was wondering if there was a Michelin star involved. Recently Michelin starred, yes. Yeah, um, okay. And it was not very good. Oh, you surprised me. You're saying the place that served overpriced, tiny portions of fancy food wasn't very good. Yes. Hmm. It was just too... So you often joke when I talk about this, you're like, mm, did you enjoy your braised deer penis? Yes. This was... Kind of, it was too far. It was It was too far. Because most of the time, like the place we, were, we had our wedding at, hmm. none of the, the... It's not the kind of food that you like. It's French cooking, which is not the kind of... But it is... Oh, it was, was, it was super food. Wild. It was food. It was like, it was like, hey, this is a steak and potatoes. Yes. Like, let's be like... That's like, very fancy <laughs> steak and very fancy potatoes, but it's still yes, steak and potatoes. But it is... But no, but this was like... And this is our... Um, pickled turbot um confit yeah in a jus and i was like oh and it was just so rich yeah. and nauseating in every um, sense of the world of in every sense of the world, yes. the world it was rich yeah, yeah. i can neither read you, i can read you some selections off the menu um oh yeah so smoked mackerel with green strawberry seaweed and nasturtium nasturtium See, is just, just a flower it's a flower don't eat yeah. that it's a flower um smoked eel yeah, Nicky could not stomach that. Why, why are you eating eel? There's lots of lots of different delicious fish. Don't eat the weird slimy sea snakes, right? Sea snakes, yeah. Um, and you could Dennis, you could select from brill or squab. I don't know what either of those things are. Um, those two together sound like a place that sells you books that level up your skill in a video game. Yeah. Head on down to Brill and Squab. You'll learn something there for yeah, sure, right? Exactly. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Maddie and Howell vibes. It's the sort of place that you can buy. The strongest potions, you know, Brill and Squab. Yeah, I've heard of Potion Seller. I've heard of Brill. Brill's a fish. Okay. Do you want to tell uh, us what squab, squab is? Squab is a pigeon, I believe. Yeah, but what's what's special about the pigeon? Is it a baby? It's a baby anything? pigeon. Yeah. And they don't remove anything from it. It's a whole oh, baby yeah, pigeon. Yeah, a whole baby pigeon. Yeah, it You're was lucky, bad. You're lucky um, if the feathers are off it. Yeah, it was bad. Um, didn't care for <laughs> it. Was it. Bad. Was, he says it was it bad. Was, it was bad. It was just bad. Oh, I 
the, some of the stuff was okay. Some of the stuff was good, like the the egg yolk with hazelnut commentary was nice, and the snacks that which were which was like bread and butter. Yeah, I'm going to read the snacks. Snacks, bread and and cultured butter, and then raw mm. beef and courgettes on toast. So they cooked the bread, but not the beef. Yeah, it's a burning expectation. Forget right. it. Forget it. Yeah, no, it was it was it was bad. It was it was it was it was bad. Um, I would not give the Timberyard in. Edinburgh, a positive review. Would you give it one recommend. star, maybe? Uh, I think Michelin gave it one star too many. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ridiculous. Yeah, no, not, not a fan. But I thought you were going to talk about the cocktail geeks. Oh yeah, no, you sent we, me some cool. You sent me some cool pictures. You went to a place that was like a Star Wars themed cocktail so re- cocktail shed, bar. Seemed cool. Big shout out to the cocktail geeks. It's a place in Edinburgh, which is, I think, if I opened a cocktail bar, mm. I would open this. So Except yours would have, be Metal Gear Solid themed, not Star Wars well, no. themed. Well, this changes every two months. Are you joking? Yeah. Ah, very good. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's even cooler. So it's um, it's like if I look at their Instagram, you can see a bunch of them. But um, it's Star Wars right now, yeah. and it is very full on. Like the staff all wear the uniforms, so they're all wearing like the Death Star uniforms with like the red and blue, you know, like pill shaped badges. Yep. Yep. You know? Yep. yep. There's a little personality quiz you take to decide what kind of kyber crystal highball you have, and they all have the different colored LEDs in the bottom. <laughs> they serve blue milk. You know? Oh, that's that's a love, that's a really good touch. Yep. They have a big um. They have an R two D two. Um, all the the lights on all the tables are the little gonk droids. You know the ones that like whiz around. Yeah, uh, they're not gonk um, droids. They're mouse droids. Yeah, mouse droids. Sorry. Yeah. No. Actually, no, they're, they're the gonk ones. It's the the taller ones. The go gonk. The ones with the two is legs the at the bottom. Oh, yeah, no, the, yeah, it's it's more like one of those. Okay. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. The, the, yeah, it is a gunk droid. Yeah, um, and they have a big, you know, life size um, carbonite Han Solo on the wall. Yep. But like, yeah, so like two. So not, right now it's Star Wars. Mm. Um, two months ago it was Breaking Bad. Okay. Before that they That's had like fair. that lends itself to that lends itself to cocktails very easily. Breaking Bad. Yep. Yep. Yeah, The Witcher. Um, yes, again. The boys. Yeah. Potion making. Yep. They had a Red Dead Redemption one when that came out. Sure, they had yeah. an upside down one for um, Stranger Things. It's very, it's very, very cool. And they put so much effort into the menus. I was gonna say they hardly, uh, they'd hardly be breaking even if they're re, if they're re outfitting the bar every two months. I think it might be a passion project. Yeah. To be honest, I can't see it. They sell, they sell merch and stuff. So they sell pins and things. Yeah. For other things, and I did buy a pin, um, which I was a fan of because I thought it was cool. It's just a stormtrooper pouring like a martini. Um, but there, there's some deep cuts on these things, man. Even even the concept of like the different color kyber crystals is a I would consider a relatively deep cut. But like I didn't even think the, about that. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I've been playing Star Wars games and reading Star Wars books for so long. That's not something that's in the films, is it? No, not really. I think so. Uh, but yeah, they have Bantha Milk, Revnog, the Grand Admiral, Beskar, and they have quotes next to all of them and stuff. Now, Dennis, what was the? How would you describe the genre of music that was playing in this Star Wars cantina? Uh, cantina jazz. Uh, it was jizz. It was jizz. I would say yes. It was authentic, an authentic jizz mi- playlist. Yes. And oh, it's like, never not funny. But I ordered. I ordered one cocktail that was. I think it was the best card. That was like an imperial one. It was served in like a gunmetal glass mm. with glitter in it. Mm. Young and young microplastics. Um, and a big ice cube with an imperial seal like blazing into it. And I was like, this is above Jeez, and beyond. They, yeah, they go hard. Hey. I was very. I, I love, I've been there before, but last time I went, it was Jurassic Park themed, and they, uh-huh. all the staff had the like the rain, the vests in the hats, you know. Never seen Jurassic and Park, I, but I'll just come along for the ride with you. Yep. Well, you know what a person who uh, works in like uh, 
I don't know, a, zoo, a zookeeper outfit, I guess. Ah, they're right? wearing like khaki type. Yeah. Stuff. Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah. Steve Irwin yeah. vibes. Oh, it was, it was Steve Irwin themed. Okay. Uh, we ordered a cocktail, a variant on a cocktail called a flip, which Megan might enjoy. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was served in a little dinosaur egg. And stuff. It was. It's great. I would, yeah. hi- if you're ever in Edinburgh, I would highly, highly recommend it. And I, I have a lot of time for it because they clearly just care about it a lot. And if I, you know, won the lottery, I'd be like, I would open this as like a side hustle for fun. Yeah, yeah. The first thing. That, well, we've already we've already said the two of us. If we ever become just, if we ever have just stupid money, uh, the first thing we'd we'd do is open a museum. Yep, dude. We could attach the cocktail bar to the museum. Now we're talking. Now we're cooking with portals. Yeah, that's great. You serve only. You see two cocktail menus separated by an iron curtain in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. Cold one's war. all vodka, one's all bourbon. <laughs> cold war, cold drinks, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cold war, cold war, colder drinks. Yeah, love that. That's pretty good. All right. Well, well, now, now we've got the idea. Write it down. Now, write, it down. write it down. Now we just need the money. <laughs> now we just need the money. Um, well, the idea is the idea is the hard part, right? Like actually, execution is the easy bit. The execution is the very very easy bit. Um, and the, and and the getting the money is the easy bit because all we need to do is put ads on a tin pot podcast. Here they come. Riley, I want to talk to you about a cinematic phenomenon that we have yet to talk about on this podcast. We're back to t- back to talk back to just two white guy, two another white boy with a podcast talking about the movie. Another white boy with a podcast. So, right, I want to talk to you about Barbenheimer, okay? Again. Again, because I've now seen both of because what we talked about before I hadn't seen either of the movies yet. Wait, I don't think we talked about it on the podcast. No, I don't think we did. No, we haven't talked about it on the podcast. 20, oh, 21st of July, there's no way we did. Sorry, let's take that again. You want to talk about Barbenheimer for the first time that we've actually discussed these movies, the two of us, Dennis? Let's go. Let's get into yeah. it. Um, so I took the day off work on release day of um, Barbie and Oppenheimer, which is the day before, the night before I flew out to Glasgow to meet you. Yes. Um, and it was phenomenal. I am now what I identify, and this might not be a hot take to you. I'm like, because Nikki and I often talk about it. She's like, you know, like, what are my hobbies? You know, do video games count as a hobby? Mm. Does reading count as a hobby? I like going to the movies. That's definitely, I am definitely a, a hobby. I would describe it, myself as a cinephile. Oh, oh I that I hate that part. I hate I, I hate I, that I, part. I'm not, but, in, but I mean, in the true, in the in the oh, actual that's truest. That's even worse sense of the now that you're trying to justify doubling down on it by saying the truest. Oh no, but an actual cinephile. This is terrible. This is terrible. I'm not. I'm like, you know what's a great time in the cinema? John Wick 4, baby. Let's go. You know what? You want to go see Mission Impossible 7? Sounds like a hoot. Let's roll. Just another one. All about the podcast. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I'm telling you, man. No, I have no qualm. This I will defend. Movies are back, dude. Movies are back. Dennis, when did movies ever leave? Movie theaters, cinemas did leave, dude. What are you talking about? When? Because of COVID. Even before COVID, they were on the way down because of Netflix and home streaming and video on demand. Okay. Um, but now, even the, the theater, I think I talked about the cinema near me. The one that had like the was awful and run down and the wrong screen. There was like a turd on the steps and stuff. Yeah, I remember this. Yeah. <laughs> I went past it the other day. Cue out the door had to they, see Barbie. Had they, cl- had they cleaned the turd? <laughs> I don't know. I didn't get close enough. Um, Couldn't say over all the people the just door. in pink. Yeah. I went and saw Barbie today with my parents. How was how was that? It was great. Yeah, it was excellent. My mum, by the way, at lunch, shout out, mum. Dennis, why is the where's the podcast? What's going on? Why guys have you guys recorded them? Get off my back! All right, I'm out here hanging out with you. That's interesting. (laughs) Why why would your mum say that when this podcast, as we've already established, came out exactly on time? Go and look at the date. Go and look at the release date on Spotify. Look at the date on Spotify. It came out. Must be an error on your end. (laughs) We've always been at war with East Asia. 
Um, but yeah, Bar- like a Barbenheimer was phenomenal. Going to see Oppenheimer and Barbie, I just, I just love going to the cinema. My bar is very, very low. There's a time when Nikki and I lived across the road from the cinema. And we had the pass where you can go mm. unlimited times per month. Mm. And, you know, 5.30 after work, we're all around. We're like, oh, let's go to the cinema. And we'd go. And if it was 20 minutes in the movie and the movie sucked, we'd just leave. Yep. Love it. Yeah. I love it. There's something great. And you know all those posts you see, a lot of like, you know, oh, look at this, you know, no one's on their phones. People are just vibing, hanging out, mm. right? I genuinely do love the communal feeling you get in a full cinema, all watching a movie together. Something funny happens, everybody laughs. Something crazy happens, like some, something tense happens, palpable silence. And I love it. I really do love it. Um, but my getting my dad over the over the hill to go see Barbie was a tough sell. Let me tell you. Okay, I want to. Yeah, I want to get into this. Well, first of all, first of all, um, obviously you'll have to cast your mind back. Uh, twelve hours to when you went and saw Barbenheimer on release day, right? Because obviously this mm-hmm. we're, rec- we're recording this on on the same day that that happened because we're never late with this show. You you went Oppenheimer first, Barbie Chaser. Correct. Yeah, Actually, I think I, is the better. I way don't to understand do that approach. I don't. Why? Because don't you want like the light, frothy, funny one out the way so you can really get into like the. No, no? I think if I think if you're tired or uh, or like you know uh, you have spent four hour, four hours already watching movies, I think you want to be able to detune a little bit in the back half of Barbie as opposed to watching you know Robert Downey Jr. Yell at uh, Killian Murphy in a movie, like. But isn't isn't like don't you go in, into the into the Barbie film like, you know it's it, it's it's something that if you're not in the right, I guess this is going to apply to both of them. If you're not in the right headspace for it, it's just going to it's going to come off as like frivolous and and. Uh, uh, no, so here's the thing: Barbie is surprisingly heavy. Well, this tracks it's with really what Megan said after she movie. saw it. She was in tears after she saw it. Yeah, it's a heavy movie. Yeah. Like my dad my my dad was like, Oh, it's gonna be my dad thought we were going to basically take him to see like Paw Patrol. Yes, you know? that's that's what I'm I'm looking at him like, yeah, this is gonna be like Pokemon the first movie. No. The op the, you know what here's the opening of the film, and this was the tra- the first trailer for the film, sets the tone immediately. Is this the um the Space Odyssey 2000? Yeah. yeah, okay. It's the scene it's a it's a parody of the bit from two thousand one of Space Odyssey where yeah. the girls are playing with the the dolls and it's narrated by Helen Mir- Mirren and she's like since you know the girls have always loved dolls, but most of those dolls are babies. So girls can only pretend to be mothers, and that's not very fun a lot of the time. Yeah, and then it's like and then Barbie came along and Barbie could be anything. Yeah, and the girls smash the baby dolls, like shatter mm. the tiny plastic baby heads into a million pieces. And then throw it up into the air and it turns into the Barbie logo the same way the bone that the chimp throws um, turns into a spaceship. It doesn't want a space odyssey. Yeah, yeah. That is a reference to a movie, Riley, yeah. that you and I are objectively too young to have seen, really. Yeah, it came out in like the 60s. Let right? alone, yeah, let yeah. alone a 10-year-old girl. Yeah, okay. So it's got, it's, got some de- it's got some depth to it. All right, all right, all right. It's got mostly depth to it. So I think if you're going to see it with a child or as a child, mm. Some of it will be carried by, look, hey, Will Ferrell runs around and falls over a little bit. And, you know, Barbie and Ken are on screen and there's a dance number. Well, it's like Shrek, right? Like Shrek. Shrek is like an onion. It's not, though. Shrek is mostly hijinks with a couple of jokes in there for just mum and dad. Right? Okay. All right. This is this this movie has a scene in which Barbie complains and I quote, about the cognitive dissonance associated with trying to be live as a woman in a male-dominated world. 
using right. the words cognitive yeah, dissonance in, in a kids film. Yeah, sure, in a film yeah. about plastic dolls. All right, okay. Well, I, I, I don't. I'm not. You know, I'm very ready to admit when I'm wrong about stuff, and it, obviously, clearly, I'm I'm wrong about Barbie. I'm not prepared to take any blame for being wrong about this film. No, though. you shouldn't. I mean, they. Uh, to be fair, the trailers are pretty like. You know, Barbie deals has an existential crisis and has to fix it. But it, the movie is much. There's so many jokes in there that are just not. That are so not for children. Yeah. <laughs> like okay, so it's not to like, Shrek like to think he's compensating for something. There's actually no. It's interesting. No, there's a little bit of there's some of those too. But like for example, one of the girls complains to Barbie that she's like um she's set feminism back thirty years or fifty years. Mm. First of all, I don't know how Mattel let that be in the movie, but they did. Um, and then she calls her a fascist and Barbie cries and says, I'm not a fascist. I don't control the railroads. And that's just so <laughs> funny to me. But it's not funny to a 10 year old. <laughs> I want to see this film now, dude. This is great. Dude, like, can they go to the real mild spoilers for, spoilers for the kind a little bit for Barbie? So spoiler well, don't spoil it. No, no, I don't want to don't spoil anything. No, go I'm going to go and say it, but you can spoil it. You can spoil something. It's fine. Some of the dialogue choices, like Ken learns about the concept of patriarchy, yeah, and is like, so as far as I can tell, patriarchy is where men and horses rule the world. And the woman's like, okay, and he go, and he looks at her and he goes, I shall seek my fortune there. Like, I think you'd like this movie, too. but it's not for kids. Like, it's, oh, that's it's very so... good. I really want to see this film now. Jeez, that sounds like a great time. Do a Barbenheimer with Megan, dude. Maybe, maybe I'll Barbenheimer it with Megan actually. I think she'd like it. Yeah, you wear yeah, pink, yeah. you pose in the box. It's a fun, <laughs> it's a fun day. Out. I shall seek my fortune. <laughs> Sounds great. Men and horses. Wow. Oh dear. It's All right. So good. Um, but yeah, if you haven't seen Barbie or Oppenheimer, genuinely, I think both are ten out of ten films. Yeah. It's gonna be, uh, it's gonna be a while. If if like Ryan Gosling gets nominated for an Oscar for Best Supporting Actor alongside like Robert Downey Jr. for Louis Strauss and Oppenheimer, it's gonna be a wild vibe. Well, I just you know, I I just want to tell people that obviously it's important to go into these films prepared, and that's why you listen to your favorite podcast to get ready for them. You've listened to this podcast to sort of prepare yourself to what Barbie is gonna uh, look and sort of mm-hmm. sound and feel like. So why not have a listen to Half Assed History, halfassedhistory.net. You can go there and listen to the episode 200 episode 265 j robert oppenheimer destroyer of worlds and while you're there why not stop by the patreon patreon.com slash half house history if you've got some spare some spare change you want to support your local podcast nowhere better to do it than half history.net um came a, became a little bit broden kelly at the end there um as i as much as i hate you plugging half house history on this podcast hmm. i will admit your episode on oppenheimer was an excellent accompanying piece to the film i oh, thank you very much Thank you very much. It was like I a, it's like a nice, nice bit of squab to go with your brill, Dennis. A nice bit of squab, you, Riley. I hope you know in in our friendship, our long lasting and hopefully long, you know, continuing friendship. You are, you will always be the squab to my brill. But what about the um? What about the other half of of Barbenheimer? What about the Unheimer? And Unhe- the Unheimer, it is a harrowing movie. So, like, I, well, I don't want to say a lot of people online have been saying, like, oh, you know, I finished this movie and I was like, Jesus Christ, I don't know how I can handle it. And it is not that. It's not. You're, I don't think you're going to walk out feeling like emotionally drained. But I would recommend seeing Oppenheimer on the biggest screen you possibly can. Mm. Um, if you're not seeing it on IMAX, if possible, a lot of movies I think are fine to watch on your phone, on the back of a plane seat, or at home. Um, this is a movie I would advocate for. Like even you, Riley, who I know doesn't like going to the cinema very much mm. generally. This is one I would recommend. If you see, if you watch Barbie on HBO Max in six months, fine. Yeah. Um, Oppenheimer, I think you should go see in a theater because just, it just is, because you'll um 
it's it's basically you, you, get, you sort of get a two for one deal. You get a you know a thrilling politi- political drama, and you also get like a you know quick blast, like tan. quick blast in a solarium. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it's I mean I don't know. It's like I don't know if the film needed to be an IMAX. It's a very dialogue driven movie. Mm. You know, as much as it is about a bomb, it's mostly about people debating building a bomb. <laughs> but no, it is excellent. It is three hours long, but moves at such a steady, consistent clip. That I don't want to say it doesn't feel like it's three hours long because by the end of it you are like whoo, but at no point are you like okay, come on, let's get to the point. No, uh, it's it's that, not the what is it, the Irishman or whatever, the one that was ten hours long. And I never felt, watched that, but oh. that, that that's like that's supposed to be like three to five business days. I watched yeah. I watched twenty minutes of that and I was like, is it, twenty minutes? <laughs> surely it's been an hour. I mean, there is a point actually, and we talked about this. Camera was in the podcast today before when in Alpine where the Trinity test happens. Mm. And there's an hour left in the movie, and you're like, "What is the rest of this?" Yeah. <laughs> what is there? So there is a little. All right, they did the bomb. Okay, sure. What, what what else is there? Yeah. There is a little bit of that, but no, I would honestly recommend both of these movies. It was such a gamble, um, because the what happened was this is the first movie that Christopher Nolan didn't do with Warner Brothers. I I, I heard about. Is this actually true? This whole thing about them yeah. trying to. Okay. Now, I don't know if they. I mean, it's so that part I don't know. So it is the first movie he did do with Warner Brothers because Warner Brothers were pushing to be releasing things simultaneously at home and in theaters. Yeah. And Christopher Nolan is big on the, like, go to the theater, theaters are great. Yeah. Life flow of the country. Yeah, 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 he's come from the Dennis Stranjak school of thought. He really yes, obviously exactly. has taken a lot of influence from you, Dennis, and your, uh, your position as a cinephile. I'm expecting my producer credit on Oppenheimer to come in any day. I now. imagine so. But, um, but yeah, so he left, and this is a movie distributed by, truth I don't remember, but it's not Warner Brothers. But Barbie is a Warner Brothers movie. Yeah. So what you're talking about is some people are like, well, they moved Barbie to the same date as Oppenheimer despite Nolan. Yeah. That's a crazy thing to do. That hurts both of you. But it doesn't. It ended up doing. It ended up doing the exact well, opposite. Yes. It's and you know because people. It's, it's yes, so frustrating now. Thing. In in the same like, when we all got on tw- on Twitter and tricked them into re-releasing Morbius into the cinemas. Morbius, yeah. So funny, right? Like that was so so funny. But the stuff that came out of that is like the bu- the bunch of boring boring studio executives being like, well, how can we uh, how can we try like what's a way to monetize and profiteer off of this like the 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 hive mind of social media. And then it happened again organically with Barbenheimer. Yeah. And now we're going to see this in the future and it's going to be awful. It's going to be the equivalent also, of like- Barbie's, crack, Barbie's cracking a billion dollars right now. So it's going to, there, there's going to be an attempt to replicate it for sure. They're going to do stuff like they're going to try to- You know when you see a conversation on Twitter- Sorry, on X. I should say on X, Dennis. Boo! Just before, before Elon Musk sends a heat-seeking missile to both of our houses to, to destroy us. Um, if it's like any of the projects, I think you're pretty safe. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, so um, on when we all get on, on Twitter or whatever and go mental with stupid jokes and memes and whatever else about something like Barbenheimer, right? They're going to try to replicate that with future it's releases. It's lightning in a bottle. It's not going to happen. And, gonna, and, and, and it's going to be awful. It's going to be so... like It's going to make us cringe so hard our teeth are going to shatter. So there are two contenders for the follow-up Barbenheimer. Are you familiar with these? Uh, there's Saw Patrol. I know that because Saw and Paw Saw Patrol. Saw 10 yeah. and Paw Patrol. Yeah, yeah, Saw Patrol. Here's the problem, yeah. though. As we talked about here, Barbie is not really a kids' movie, and it has a lot to offer for adults. I do not think Paw Patrol does. No, pro- probably not. <laughs> and that's not that's not a knock against Paw Patrol. They should make movies for kids. Yes, and they do. Yes, that's great. Yes. But I I'm not going to go have a boozy brunch and go watch Paw you're Patrol. Not gonna go, you're not going to go and see. You're not going to do Saw Patrol anyway. All right, what's the other one? The other one is the Willy Wonka prequel. Yeah. Um, with Timothy Chalamet, yeah. it comes out the same day as Ridley Scott's um, Joaquin Phoenix movie about Napoleon. Wonkpolian. <laughs> Wonkpolian, correct? <laughs> Wonkpolian. 
the one calling. Oh no, man! Oh, oh it might happen. With it might happen. might be on board with one calling. Oh, it might happen with Wong Polian. Oh, I hate to, I hate to admit it, but I might, they might get me with Wong Polian. I have to say. <laughs> Oh, boy. Oh, jeez. Okay. All right. That'll be good. Oh, no. I've just realized, though, I can't do an episode on... I've already done Napoleon, half us history. Re-released? Just remastered? Oh, remastered. Oh. <laughs> Napoleon remastered. Oh, jeez. Okay. I could do Roald Dahl, I guess. History, history of chocolate? History, yeah. of cho- history of chocolate? Wait, have I done history of chocolate? I feel like I've done history of chocolate. It sounds like you might have. I've done history of coffee. Who knows? Anyway. Oh, boy. Okay. Well... In any case, we'll be getting the Dennis Strangjack cinephile cinematic review of the Wonk Polian ext- extended universe. Yeah, Dennis' film corner. When yeah, that exactly. comes out. Oh, my goodness. Um, hopefully- I don't know. I have no, I, I don't apologize for being what I would describe as a non-discerning cinephile. I, I'm fine with is- it. I like movies for movies. I'm not like, ooh, the elevation of the art form. I'm like... As much as, you know... I just think, for your own sake, man, you should not call yourself a word. cinephile because as soon as you hear that, you think about the beret and the long, thin cigarette and, you know, the people who are talking about ancient Honestly, films re- like the su- 1958. The, the, the suffix file is never good. You should just probably have one across the board. Uh, I think that's yeah, probably an accurate, uh, accurate observation there. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Have a Listen to This. We do hope you've enjoyed the episode. And hey, if you haven't, doesn't matter. The, the download numbers show up all the same. So whatever, suckers. But if you did enjoy this show, please tell your friends about it. And uh, look, tell people that aren't your friends. Tell acquaintances and even your enemies. Again, the downloads show up all the same. Uh, and if you want to support the show, if you really like the show this much, you can uh, support us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash have a listen to this. You get access to uh, behind the scenes stuff, early early access to episodes, all sorts of things. Uh, we are definitely in this for the money, not for the love of the game or anything like that. So head over to Patreon and uh, help us get them rookie numbers up. 